Abby Sanchez is here. He is a comedian. He is your favorite comedian. And if you are a smart person who likes to laugh, you're going to have a great time at Joe's on Weed Street on Sunday, February 17th, where Abby is taping his comedy album, This Is A B.I., a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great idea, though, that he came to the Vocalo studio. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I love coming here. This is an exciting time for any comedian to to finally be able to record a full-length special album. How did yeah. we get here? At what point did you and your brain decide that now is the time? This is my nine-year mark. It's just one of those things where you just feel like you got to do it. And I was actually doing a show in Louisville, Kentucky. And the guy wanted me and the other headliner to do 45 minutes each. Okay. And I was just like, all right. And then, but the, the audience was this straight, mostly older black crowd. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, if I could do 45 here. Right. <laughs> and I, I got out there and I had them from the jump. And I got to like, when I done, I taped the whole set and I looked at it, I was like, all right, I got to 42. Yeah. I was like, all right. I could do this. Yeah. I could do like, I got extra material that I didn't do. And that was just things, it just put the spark in my brain. It's like, all right, Abby, just go ahead and record this material now and just see where it goes and what I could do with it. And that's, I mean, that's why I call it, this is Abby, it's a bad idea because yeah. it's like, I don't have anything to replace this. So it's <laughs> like, now I got to start, I got to get this out there and then clean slate it up and then start afresh, which is scary. It is scary. Uh, I mean, I guess no scarier than an audience full of middle-aged black people at a yeah. club. And it was it's, not even a comedy club. It was a ballroom. It was a hotel conference room that like some guy just put a, a show together. And it was great though. Yeah. Like, it, they had a great time. People were like, you guys are funnier than Kevin Hart. I was like, oh, slow down. But thank you. <laughs> but slow down a little bit. Uh, it's, it's always interesting to me to hear uh, folks kind of compare and contrast different comedy audiences, different yeah. comedy environments. Uh, that room is is completely kind of a, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere kind of a room. Yep. But this uh, this special taping at Joe's, uh, who's who's coming out? Who's the, uh, who's the base audience? Who's buying these tickets? Um, well, I'm doing it through a producer in Chicago named Mikey O, Michael Kendo, and his audience is mostly Latinos, and that's where I got started. It was with Mikey O, and then that's another reason why I'm doing Joe's on Wheat Street, because I just his audience knows me, and so it's all just mostly a Latino crowd. And then, I mean, we get some mixture in there, but it's mm -hmm. heavy Latino. And that's where I knew I had the extra material, because I had the jokes I can do for them that I couldn't do for the <laughs> black audience. Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the uh, Chicago Latino comedy community uh, one that is supportive within itself? Yeah, the few of us that are there. I yeah. mean, there, it's there's some that are still in the open mic stage, and there's other comics like uh, Joey Villa Gomez, which he's actually hosting my, he's hosting for me, and he's hilarious. Yeah, and he's great. And it's there's a couple other ones like Jaime De Leon and that work, but they're not. We're embracing, you know, we support each other, but also it's competition a little bit because it's like, yeah. all right, well, we already got one Latino on the show, so <laughs> we don't need you till like another month. And it's just like, well, you could put us both on the show. We could, there's, there's room. Yeah, for I mean, because we're all different styles. So yeah. it's just like, we're not all, Joey does more stories. I do more frustrated observations. And it's just like, so we're all just different people. Tell me about the frustrated observations. What is bothering Abby Sanchez in 2019? Um, my dog is really bothering me now. Like it's <laughs> like I just got a dog. What am I in for? Uh, how old is it? He is a year and a half. Okay, so that's like a teenager. Oh yeah, he's it, a totally but, yeah. between. And like my dog now, I got to stop her from eating her own poop. It's just weird things that I didn't think, like 
I would want to go through. And it's like a four pound chihuahua that's dominating my life. <laughs> and I, it's just, uh, like I have like seven minutes on comparing dogs to kids now. And it's like, <laughs> how did we get here? Right. And it's, but it's, it's working for me, obviously. <laughs> like, so my next step would just be to have a kid from more material. It's just, I mean, everything I'm doing is for material. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me in the studio is comedian Abby Sanchez. Yes. Taping a special. You, this is a big check off of a of a comedian's like career yeah. goal list. What's left on the list? What are these? Um, what are the new goals? Next on the list is just to because like, with this is kind of the me signifying that I've plateaued in Chicago. Like I'm not saying I'm ready to move or any of that stuff, but yeah. I've hit the the high point in Chicago. You get your album, and it's like now I either got to get on the road and tour this. And just worked at different clubs mm-hmm. or even just start featuring for established comics and then get my name out there on the road as well. And then also like getting management, getting agents and then seeing well, where I can go. Maybe they're listening right now. Yeah, hopefully. What's life like for a touring comedian in, in, in this this weird comedy age that we're in where every part of the country seems to have a different idea as to what is acceptable from a comedian? Um. Honestly, it's really only the cities that you run into the problems where people are like more offended because you get out to the like I've done shows in like Saginaw, Michigan or the UP, Indiana. And those crowds, they don't care about any of the political stuff. They just want legit make me laugh Mm -hmm. and make me forget about the day. And it's not like you don't have to worry about saying anything offensive. It's really weird because like in Chicago, you got to be a little tight. Mm-hmm. You got to be straight to line. Then you get out to surrounding suburbs where it's like the soccer moms and you can't talk about like porn or anything like that. <laughs> like anything that people actually do. It's so secretive. Yeah. The minute you get outside to like the rural parts, those people, they don't care. They love anything blue, anything. They love fart jokes, anything. It's so funny. And people think like, oh, it's so hard to be touring. It's, it's not. As long as you aren't purposely trying to divide somebody with yeah. your jokes. I mean, I'll, I'll go out to towns and I'm the first Puerto Rican I ever met. And, I mean, easily I'm light-skinned, so I'm just like a gateway. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> that toe dip but into the pool. But, I mean, they don't come away thinking, oh, this guy's got an agenda or anything like that. It's, as long as your material relates to them in some way, I think everybody's usually fine with it. It's just that in the cities, I think people are more like tensed up, like, oh, I can't say anything. Like, mm-hmm. I think the other day I asked another comic, like, can I say transvestite? And they're like, well, how are you going to use it? Now? That's the question, right? right? Yeah. And, and then and then I was like, well, if I say transgendered woman, they're like, ah, transvestite sounds funnier. And then I said it and it worked. And I don't feel like I offended anybody with a joke, but it was, it was just one of those things. It's like, why am I scared to say this? It's just the word... I mean, it's not, I'm not degrading. I didn't put anybody down with it. So it's, I'm not really worried about how people view the comedy state because it's, people are going to laugh at anything they find funny. I mean, as long as you're not purposely being offensive or trying to troll that group. Yeah. Like, you see someone when Make America Great Again hat, I'm like, all right. What are you trying to I, do? I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my thing is like, all right, I'm not going to give you the option to bother me with it. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you my jokes and then you're going to laugh and then we're going to have a good time. Then you can go about whatever you want to live life like yeah. you got me for an hour that's <laughs> like <laughs> and then we all move on and then, we, and then we keep we all move on and then we're good is it uh i do think that those the questions of like how are you going to uh, tell this joke uh are 
questions that I, I think people need to ask themselves more. It feels sometimes like that just, you know, one of the top rules, I guess, of comedy is that you, you want to punch up and you don't want to punch down. And I think people forget about that. Yeah. Does that feel true to you? Uh, yeah, you definitely don't want to feel like you're mocking anybody. Yeah. You you definitely want to come at it at a smarter angle so that someone's not sitting there like, well, he's definitely talking about me and now I hate this. Yeah. Where it's like you want to talk about it in a place where I'm putting words to your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like you're sitting there talking and then like, oh, okay. That's a different angle. Like, I like the angle he came from it. But definitely don't want to sound like you're mocking anybody because then it's just like that guy's just a terrible person. And then it's when you get people walking out and just and then also it helps being a person of color because I could say stuff that like a white dude would say and they would just oh, you can't say that. And yeah. it's like, ah, I feel bad for the white guy, but it's my time <laughs> now. Like. This is Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo's Morning Amp. Bobby Sanchez is in studio. He's taping his comedy special at Joe's on Weed Street on February 17th. I am curious to to find out from you uh, who some of your favorite favorite uh, Chicago comics are. Who do you enjoy performing with? Uh, I love Russ Williamson. He's one of those comics that like I end up quoting his jokes a ton. Uh, Joey Via Gomez, of course. Um, Marty DeRosa is another great one. Just because. <laughs> I mean, his the way he does crowd work and just sways it into... He's a really good host. Yeah, he's a great <laughs> host, and it's just like, oh, wow, this dude's really quick. Kristen Toomey, mm. I don't know if you Also a great host, yeah, yeah. She's just a maniac on stage. It's pretty funny. And Joe McMahon is another one that... I don't know if you've ever seen him, but... I don't know that I have. He's definitely, he's like, I call him America's favorite Florida man because he's from Florida <laughs> and he's got that, he's got that Florida man, like, you know. He's a wild card. Yeah, like, he's done some meth, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he's done it or he's made it, but those are some of my favorite. Um, um, there's a lot of comics that are coming up now that, like, um, St. James Jackson is, is funny, Jarrell Barnes, like, a lot of newer comics are coming up that are great. So that's why also I got to get out of here because these new guys are like... <laughs> they're coming for you. Yeah, they're like, oh, hold up. Like, you know, this is my training ground, but I got to go now. Like, cause these new guys are tearing it up. Uh, do you, at, at, at the nine-year mark, you are, you're, you know, clearly a veteran pro at it. Is, uh, are these young guys coming to you for advice at this point in your career? Yeah. I mean, I, they're it's not so much coming to me, but we're having conversations and they're like, oh, man, that was... And I tell them, like, all right, you just got to stop saying this because, like, it's just, it's almost like you're relying on that little phrase. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a tick. And like and then some things is like, I'll offer them little tags, like, just say this. And it'll come up and like, when you're on stage. So they they look in it to me, it's like, all right, you've been doing it for a while. And they take they take the advice and they look, those are the ones that I like. The ones that sit there and they don't get mad about it. They don't think they're too big for it. Mm -hmm. They may think they are, but they don't say anything. Yeah. And it's fine. And you, I, but I like all these, like the newer comics that are coming up are pretty, the ones that I see working are pretty good. Like. I'm uh, I'm excited for him. Comedy as uh, as a performance, as a, just like kind of just being in you and being who you are, it requires a weird a weird line to walk where you have to obviously be confident enough in yourself to just go up on stage every yeah. night and and be you know hey stare at me for right. the next ten <laughs> minutes uh, but also you've got to be humble enough to be able to look at the world uh, through relatable lenses uh, if you think that you're the best person in the world your jokes are not gonna be as relatable right you can't be super you have to be confident you yeah. can't be cocky 
Because the, the minute you're cocky, it comes across. And if it's not a funny cockiness, it's kind of like, oh, I want to punch this dude cocky. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. No. You, you can get like a playful cockiness, mm-hmm. but you just have to show the confidence and an audience will is there. And you just have to remember that the audience is there to be entertained. And a lot of times I'm on a show that I'm being sprung upon them. They don't know who's on the show. They sure. just had a venue because oh, it's the Laugh Factor, it's a comedy bar. They're just there, zanies, you know. But so then I get sprung on them. Surprise! And it's just, yeah. So I have to like <laughs> at the same time I have to like all right, this is I'm so gracious, you know, gracious that you guys are here. Yeah. But also I'm here and you're gonna watch me. Yeah. But I'm thankful that you're here. <laughs> but just remember, this is my you know my show. <laughs> well, I'm thankful that you're here, and I can't wait for this show. Let's get some info out to the people. Sunday, February 17th, Joe's on Weed Street at 940 West Weed. This is ABI. You've right. got Erica Nicole Clark. She's another great comic She's well. a yeah. great comic. DJ Gusto to get this, the crowd warmed up uh, yeah. and amped. And then they do, uh, afterwards we're having a party as well, because I think that Monday is uh, President's Day, so... Oh, dang. People might not have to work. Teachers especially. So teachers come. I love partying teachers. Teachers get turnt. Oh, yeah. I mean, you take care of some of these kids all day. What do you want to do at night? Like, I don't want to sit there. Oh, man. Yeah. If if you're looking for a good time, go find the teachers at the Abby Sanchez show. Uh, Tell the folks your social media. How can they find you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at that Abby Sanchez. And then uh, you can get the tickets at www.mikeyocomedy.com. Just click on my face. Uh, they're going for 10 bucks. It's a very affordable show. It's going to be a great time. Nine years of my life <laughs> well, coming con- out in one spot. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, Abby. I'm so, so happy for you. I am too.